So uh, we just welcome you. And are y'all ready to jump into what's the word? And uh, so today we have Corey and Brandy Johnston. And I'm so happy. Y'all are some of our best friends and we love you. And uh, I mean, you know, a couple of years ago, we decided to go and spend Christmas with you, with you guys up in New Hampshire. You know that's love if Nicole went up to New Hampshire in the wintertime. <laughs> and uh, yeah. But, and we don't do that with everybody, you know. <laughs> but uh, it was really a blessing and just being around y'all, and it was so great to be up there. So. Well, I'm glad you, you enjoyed it, I assumed. I did. I walked on water again. I yeah. always like that. Praise God, I know. <laughs> it was Faith frozen, works. It was frozen but it, it was water. <laughs> yeah. That's water. Yeah. So, Praise God. That was cool. And the kids got to see that, too. You know, that one, uh, it was actually a little warm when we were up there, but we did have a good snow. But that small uh, pond or lake in yeah. the bottom there, it was really cold. And so we got to go out there and watch the people ice fishing and everything. So y'all live in a beautiful part of the country, just absolutely gorgeous. So, Amen. Yeah. Glad to have you. And I know you're on the broadcast, Brandy, many times. And yeah. everybody's like, is she really here? <laughs> and you actually do listen, right? Yes. <laughs> um. I haven't figured out how to comment yet. Oh, really? But Barrett's going to show me this week, so I'll be commenting oh, all cool. the time. <laughs> they will love that. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Again, y'all, if I've got a comment that I missed, just make sure uh, you let me know. But they're talking about, oh, oh, that's cool. They love y'all's kids. Amen. So, But, you know, we had, um, we're really glad that you're here. And this, this year you got to come for the whole week of Kickstart. Starts tonight at 630 are y'all ready for Kickstart? It's going to be awesome. Brother Tracy Harris is coming, and uh, he should be flying in this afternoon. It's going to be awesome. So, looking right. forward to it. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, going to be sure. it's going to be so good. You know, with him, connections are important. We talked about maybe talking about that, but specifically with him, I've had multiple times where I've been sitting there and I just needed a word. I needed something to happen spiritually, and uh, he's been right there. Right on time, the right word, right place, all of that. And that connection was just 100% supernatural. You know, it wasn't something that I tried to make happen. The Lord brought it together and made it happen. And uh, just watching those, what I would call covenant connections, are so very important. And, and I think that they're some of the greatest things that the Lord has granted to us in this time is just the fellowship that we'll have uh, through the relationships that God puts you in, and then and then that covenant is there, and you know I know you shared it yesterday about heading home, and the Lord speaking to you about that, and it's awesome when the Lord does that, and when the Lord's involved in that, and you know just just my side of it is you know I, I shared it a little bit yesterday, but I remember y'all were at the hotel, we were at a meeting together, we didn't know each other, we were staying at the same hotel. And we kept ending up on the elevator at the same time or parking the car at the same time. And I kept saying, and I remember thinking and, and really having leading in my spirit from the Lord, like, you need to get to know these guys. You need to meet them. And I didn't know, you know, that eight or nine years ago, whatever it's been. And I didn't know how that relationship would grow and develop and, and be such a blessing to us and to you guys. But it's been awesome, and um, but I just remember, you know, not not necessarily of the Lord, but just thinking. I remember thinking, I think I like them. 
I think I like it. I think I think they're good people. <laughs> and uh, that was before we ever met. Right, right. And then it's it's proven to be true. Ooh. We just you are a blessing to us. And so, welcome. And do you want to share any any on that? Sure. If I can elaborate on it further, if if you'd like. Um, oh, so, you won't. So because I'm kind of a shy. I was more shy when I met you. I would have never gone up to you to say anything. So if oh, you really? didn't initiate it. I would not. I would not have said anything. Um, but we've never stayed at that hotel before. We've gone, we had gone down. I think the three or four years prior each year, and then yeah. we went after that. And that was the first time we'd ever stayed there. So yeah. I believe. Well, we know it was a divine connection. So, yeah. Um, the Lord orchestrated that, and then about eight months later, the Lord put it on our heart to partner with Boomerang. And I said this yesterday, but we'd never even heard you. We didn't hear you, hear you preach. I've never, we didn't go on a website. Didn't go and go watch they, what are they about? But the Lord over the years has had many divine connections where we've met people when we've traveled in yeah. ministry and so forth, ministry meetings. And they, um, we end up, the Lord has us partnering with people. Yeah. And we don't know anything about them, but we don't yeah. need to. If the Lord tells you to do it. If you know that the Lord said to. Right. Yeah. Then that's good enough for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we partnered with you guys and. Um, and then a lot of things have transpired over the years with different meetings that we've um, been at together, you know, on yeah. purpose and maybe not on purpose or what have you. And then last year with Kickstart, I think I've, I think this is the fourth year. Is this the fourth year of Kickstart? It is the fourth year. Because yeah. I think yeah. I, I maybe just missed the first year. I think I've come to each, but I've only come for yeah. one or two days. Yes. And yeah. kind of like, you know, we're in the area, so we'll stop by and, and go, but yeah. didn't really make a determined effort that we were going to be here for the week. Yeah. But last year, when we left, we were about four hours into our 12-hour drive, about, and all of a sudden, we were listening, we were listening to them on the, was it they doing a the afternoon, I don't know if you had an afternoon broadcast then or not, but, um, but anyway, we, we were listening to you, and the Lord spoke to me and said that this was a divine connection, and that basically, that I need to be gleaning more off of you than I than I had been. Like, you get to know someone, and then you're just familiar, and so you, I just wasn't watching what you were putting yeah. out. Just wasn't, not on yeah. purpose or anything else. Yeah. It was just like, you know. And he was saying, no, you need to honor this more than you are. Yeah. And I immediately said, do I have to turn? Do I, have, do I have to turn around because we're four hours into a trip? And like, do I need to go back? Do I need to go back? And um, he, he gave us a release to keep going, but to watch. Oh, like yeah. to keep watching from home. Yeah. And then we determined that this year we were going to be here all week, irregardless of, of anything else. So, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so that's... Um, so do you want to talk long enough? <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, I, so. I believe this this week the Lord has specifically something for you guys mm -hmm. and just uh, an outpouring of it. Of course, yesterday in the message, we kind of um, got that from the Lord. Like it's going to be a week of just, you know, a turning over in our lives mm -hmm. and one word can change everything. And and uh, an expectation, that's what the Lord had me preaching on was be an expectation mm -hmm. for those things to happen. His word is more precious then his wisdom and words are more precious than silver and gold or anything you desire, Proverbs 3 says. And um, he really emphasized that about this week, like go into this week in expectation. So we are in expectation, and it's going to be awesome. So this, this is 
as you were saying that this is our fifth this is our fifth kickstart. Okay. It's our fifth one because we had one uh, that was just me preaching when the Lord told me originally to do that, and then uh, Ted Chelsworth Jr. was here for three years in a row, and then he and I both had leading this year that wasn't supposed to be the same, and then I had leading for Brother Tracy to come and. Brother Tracy's schedule is he rarely goes to a place for, you know, five days. He rarely goes to a place for that. Oh. He's generally two or three days, a one night, two night, three night at the most. Uh, just because of his schedule, he's going all the time. And uh, But as soon as I said it to him, he said, that feels right in my spirit. I believe I'm supposed to be there. And, oh. and um, it's a little bit different for him, too, you know, than the normal flow of everything he does. So... Uh, just seems like the Lord's hands on it and proving that. So I'm Amen. excited about it. Yeah, Me it's too. Be great. Amen. Yeah, we're really excited. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be so good. So, yeah, it's um, just watching. So what are some of the things? Well, be be thinking about this. What are some of the things that you've seen through that partnership and through that connection and um, some of the things that have come alive to you. I know, I know there have been multiple times where I gave you a word and it changed how you were looking at things. Um, but one of the things that I, I think this is really important because I, I fall into the role for a lot of people in the role of, uh, or, or my ministry, like I'm not your pastor, right. you know, that, that's Pastor Dan and Sherry but, um, in New Hampshire, but I'm not your pastor. But the gifting that'll flow through will be pastoral. A lot of times, it'll it'll be in that way, and whoever it is, even even through the broadcast. Now, there's there's other moments and there's other times where there's there's other giftings that come into place. But a lot of times, it's that pastor teacher. All right. So now, uh, pastor and teacher, if you haven't been around a real one, um, is sometimes a lot more maintenance. Um, so it's, it's kind of the line upon line. Sometimes you have to work on stuff. The pastor and teacher has a, a grace to give patience to somebody to help them work through whatever it is they need to work through. But they also have this building, you know, all right, let's establish a foundation, take our time and put that building on. Uh, so it's not the, you know, blow in, blow out. It's not just always high energy. It's, I mean, I can preach, but I need to be led to preach. Mm -hmm. I preached yesterday instead of teaching. I really preached more. And so I have those moments. But when you have teaching versus preaching, just to our flesh, a preaching can be more exciting, you know. And a lot of times, a lot of times an evangelist is, they're coming in, they're preaching. They got signs, wonders, miracles, stuff like that. And so a lot of times people are drawn to that. But they don't yield and submit to that pastoral role, that maintenance role. They don't submit to that. And and what I found is they miss out on a lot yeah. of stuff. And so when I heard you say that, I was thinking, that's huge. You yeah. know, that's huge. And people need to esteem those things and not get weary in those things because they need ministry from all of the fivefold ministry. They need an apostolic anointing, prophetic anointing an evangelistic, a pastoral, and a teaching. They need all of those anointings operating in their life. So when I heard you say that, you know, it, it's not, when you travel as much as y'all have to different meetings, you know, not everybody does that, of course, but 
you you see all these different ministers and everything to see you connect with me. Well, number one, it's like, well, that's got to be God, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> it's got to be God. And uh, but no, there's but there's an <coughs> honor on that too. You see a lot of exciting people, good revelation. But sometimes, and as a pastor, I have absolutely found this. Sometimes you don't need a new revelation. You just need to walk out the one that you already think you know, right? And that takes a pastoral anointing to help you get over the hump of that thing and move into those places. But then as you do that, there'll be more revelation that you get. So these guys here will tell you, these guys will tell you, you know, you go back and listen to, you know, a series that we have. We got all those series sitting out there to give away for free, and you can go to uh, YouTube and see the playlist and everything. But when you look at all those series and go back to them and listen to them, what you thought was in there, it's so much more depth. There's so much more. Have you found that oh, to yes. be so? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. There's so much more, and it's like, oh, I didn't hear that said. You know, oh, I didn't hear that said. And But only diligence unearths those and mines those you know, nuggets out. Diligence and excellence does that. And so I really applaud you for acknowledging what the Lord said to you because sometimes when you're when you're dealing with and receiving from that pastoral role, it's not the hype that your flesh wants or the excitement that your flesh wants. And uh, it's so good to esteem that and to honor that. And so I just commend you both uh, for that and, and thank you for the relationship. So. Well, it's been um, the, you know, I believe we've gotten more out of the relationship than, than you've gained out of the relationship, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there, but, but at least three, maybe four times when I would talk to you, and it wasn't like I was talking to you, asking you a question, yeah. and we were just talking, and next thing you know, that pastoral, pastoral gift would come up, and you would share things, and some of the things were major corrections and and I was just like, oh, I see it, but but it wasn't like but it wasn't like I was being. It was almost like you know Keith Moore was doing it. You know yeah, you don't yeah. feel like you're getting corrected, you're not getting spanked. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It was just like oh, I see it. It was not like well, you're doing this wrong, whatever. It was just a little tweak, and I was like oh, I see that. I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. And so those things have happened again and again. But I I believe that if you're not submitted to that gift. Yeah. It's not going to flow through. So if you're not submitted to your pastor, that's the right. pastoral gift that's in them for you isn't going to be received because you're not submitted to it. That's right. And so right. to me, that's the biggest thing is being submitted to, to, the, to the gift to be able to receive or you're not going to. And, um, and it's been, you know, I talk to you and you'd be like, oh, I just did a, I just did a every time everybody's like, <laughs> okay, what do I got to watch now? Um, <laughs> in a good way. But um, she it was like you straight on that? She's like, you need to watch it. She doesn't. She doesn't. Oh, She's... I've told you a few times, like, oh, you need to watch Lunch Plus today. I was... This morning, um, after I sent you the text about how warm it was and what I should yeah. wear, she was laughing, and then she was going to text back. Um, this isn't really spiritual, but um, so this could be put before. So if you can edit this and put it before, what's the word? Um, anyway, um, and she was going to text back. What were we going to text back? What's the humidity like? Yeah. How's the lighting? Because <laughs> you she, asked me how warm it was. Correct. And she yeah. didn't text that because I told her if you do that, and what I'm going to text is, she's on a roll today. Why don't you just have her on the show? I just won't come on. So she's like, oh, forget it. Because then she thought maybe I'd have to, she'd have to talk more. So. Right. Anyway. It, so. it really makes Nicole and I laugh because we'll be out, right. out to dinner at different times and 
you know, she's so quiet. She doesn't comment on here. She doesn't do anything. She's like, oh, yeah, that's good. That's, you know, basically right, what she said right. right now so far. But right, uh, right. then we'll be at dinner, and, and, and she'll be, like, right. zinging you. And, and I'm like, wow, this is awesome entertainment. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> and see, right. she's laughing because she knows it's true. But, it, yeah. yeah. She doesn't well, have... It may not be appropriate for what's the word. So let's, might... <laughs> let's just stick with that. Well, I have a little more revelation in an area than she, she does. Because the Lord spoke to me, because I would I would have I'd have zingers and one liners awesome. all the time, okay, and um, take two. Um, so, um, and the Lord dealt with my heart. This is serious, but then it gets funny, I guess. But He dealt with my heart and and said, basically, you're letting comments come out of here and not letting it filter through. So um, you need to slow slow down because some of the things you're saying, although they're funny, somebody could yeah it hurt yeah. them. Yeah. So I'm having to run things through a filter, and she hasn't had that revelation yet. <laughs> so she can zing them, and I'm filtering this one, and she's come out with another one. And um, so anyway, so I'm a little disadvantaged, but it's you know that's you know. He'll, I appreciate he'll... you being humble, even in, when she's not. I well, really appreciate that. <laughs> you know, I I I try to be yeah. humble. It's very, very anyway. of you, even in so, this moment. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably not turning red at all. I, I have a tan, so you can't tell. So, yeah, but, yeah. She is pretty good at it, though. Several times yeah. I've been like, oh, gone. That was a good one. Right, right, right. So, he always yeah. has to, like, you know, say, oh, I have to filter things. I just say he's just not as fast. So he yeah. just has to sound like it's something spiritual that's holding him back. Right, right. But, I love so it. it as you can see, they're a lot of fun to be around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they make me laugh. I was sitting there. It was a time or two ago that we were together, and I was sitting there laughing for 30 minutes just watching and listening to y'all. and made me, made me laugh. was enjoyable. Mm. So. Yeah. If I just shut my mouth and let her go, it, 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 goes, it goes much better for me. Much better. Right. Well, I know um, one thing that you can look at when you have those covenant connections is uh, a couple of things that I've found that are markers of that. Just because just because you have one of these things doesn't mean that that's a covenant connection by God. But one of the things that you'll find is that you you did probably number one you didn't make it happen yourself. God made it happen. You know, He's the one who connected. Like for example, in that hotel that we stayed in, I've never stayed at that hotel before or after. But I seek the Lord every time, every time I go somewhere, where do you want me to stay? And even if I'm used to staying at one place, I'm not opposed to going somewhere else. It just needs to be the Lord. And so I sought the Lord, you know, that time, and we end up being at the hotel, and then the Lord makes that connection. And so I watch those things happen all the time. Now, that's not just because somebody's staying at your hotel doesn't mean it's a covenant <laughs> connection for you. But he was writing that on my heart, and he was writing that on y'all's heart over time. Mm -hmm. Obviously, eight months later, you partner with the ministry without even hearing the word preached, you mm -hmm. know, and, and knowing what we were doing or where we were going, you know, or right. what the vision is. Y'all had no idea yeah. at that yeah. point. You didn't know that it was bigger than Albemarle. You didn't know that it was, you know, Lunch Plus because we didn't even have it then. You know, you right. didn't know all that stuff. And um, but the Lord put it on your heart, which matches with you because you're thinking out of the box. And so you can see that there's that pairing that the Lord has done to think bigger, look further, you know, believe God uh, for who he is, not be limited by the world. You all think like that, you know, 
uh, one of the first you know projects, faith projects you ever brought to me was a was a ten million dollar house you're believing for, you know. And I was like, glory to God, like praise God for some people that think big, you know. You didn't know that was a blessing to me because I'm looking for people with faith, you know. And that showed that showed faith to me. I mean, even even if it wasn't the right thing, if it was or it wasn't, the fact that you're believing for that, I was like, praise God, you know. Um, I'm looking for people like that that have big vision and big thoughts and ideas. And uh, so one of the markers is that God does that, you know. Another one of those markers is that the Lord will talk to that person if it's if it's somebody you're supposed to connect to and to follow. Um, the Lord will talk to that person. He'll talk to that leader about you. You remember when Jesus said to Peter, he said, he said, uh, he told Peter what was going going on, and he said, uh, in Matthew 16, he said, look, hey, Peter, flesh and blood hadn't revealed this, but your father in heaven, he's reading Peter's mail. He's telling him where he is. He's kind of like locating him with that word, uh, but then you also see where Satan comes and is wanting to sift him and tempt him, and he says, you know, Satan's going to come and tempt you, but I'm praying for you, mm-hmm. right? So he was on Jesus' heart. He, he was supernaturally connected to Jesus, obviously. Um, you see where he has a word for him to throw the net on the other side, right? That was a word in time, a word of wisdom on how to do something. And here it is, and it's specifically for Peter and then who he's connected to. But the issue is he was on Jesus' heart, and there was a timing to it. So uh, if you don't have that, if I'm talking to a leader and I'm not on their heart and they're not... Not if they're not really reaching out to me every now and then, they shouldn't reach out to me the majority. If I'm submitted to somebody, I should reach out to them. That's my job as somebody who's following the other. But every now and then, the Lord should be talking to them and sharing things with them. It should be right on time. Um, you know, one time with Brother Tracy, I'm sitting there, and I would say each one of the ministers that I'm connected to, it was a God connection. I wasn't looking... I learned don't make these things happen, but let the Lord develop and build that house. And you kind of see that if we, you know, we have a foundation and we're building ministry on top of it, there's pillars in that foundation. Mm. And these men and women of God that we are in covenant connection with, they're pillars to the foundation of what of the house that God's building in our life. And they go deep. They go deep. It's not just the foundation of doctrine. They're there, they're rooted, they're grounded, and they will support the the corners of your house. They'll support who you are, you know, the edges. They know where you go to. They know how far you should go. They have an idea if you should grow more, you know. They, they, they are there. They know uh, they are the boundary point, so to speak, in your life. And uh, so one time, I'm really in a good place spiritually. I'm on, going to the mission field, going over to the Philippines. I'm in the uh, Shanghai airport. And man, I just came under demonic attack trying to just get me in fear over the trip and who are you and you know who do you think you are and all of these kinds of things. And sure enough, um, you know, I just, I'm sitting there, I said, Lord, I didn't know exactly what was going on. I just felt really awkward and fearful and and that wasn't me. That's not me to think that way. I knew it was I knew it was spiritual. I said, "Lord, what do you want me to do about this?" He said, "Call brother Tracy." 
And uh, I called Brother Tracy, and it was the time difference is like 12 hours difference. It was something like 7 a.m. in the morning, and that I think that's his. I, have, I haven't asked him this directly, but I've kind of watched. I think that's his personal time with the Lord. Like that's some private time with the Lord. He doesn't. He doesn't answer the phone. But that day he did. Mm. That day he did. And um, right on time. Right on time. There was that word. You know that right on time. And that was where the Holy Ghost, you know, prompted him to do that. Another time. Another time he. Um, here, buddy. That. Um, another time. Uh, I was sitting there, and I said, uh, um, Brother Tracy called me just out of the blue. He said, hey, young man. He said, uh, I just had you had you on my heart. I was, and this was my exact response. That's good. I needed to be on somebody's heart, you know, because I was going through some stuff, and there was some attacks going on at the church, and I, I, was, I was having to deal with it. I was standing, but it sure was nice to have somebody else standing with me in that. Right on time, right on time, right on time. And uh, so it was so nice to have that covenant relationship. So number one, you know, let God does it. He makes the connection. Number two, there's a timing. They're there right on time. They have a word for you. Uh, number th- number three, the words that they have for you many times will be a uh, a life-changing word. And it may be just riding in the car, you know, going around the lake, right. you know, and which is where I know one of those was. We were just going around looking at stuff. And uh, then the Lord brought something up to me, dropped it in me, and that changed things for y'all, you know. And it, it'll be something that is a pillar in your life. So they're a pillar. Uh, they're, a, they're a foundation for you. They s- help you set that doctrine and set that place. Um but those are some of the markers that you have. Many times the power of God will flow through them to you in mm-hmm. a different way. Uh, whereas other people can pray for you, and it's good and it's nice. But when they pray for you, like things change. And the power of God, stuff falls off. Power of God looses things in you. There's, there is absolutely should be a manifestation with them in your life. And um, those things are huge in our connections, those covenant connections. And then, of course, there's just a heart that you have for for that connection mm-hmm. that's so strong. And you look at the relationship between uh, David and Jonathan, and that was just a God-given mm-hmm. right. covenant fellowship, a brotherhood between them that was you can tell was just amazing. And, it, and the only person that can breathe a relationship like that and not be off is God. Yeah. And uh, it's just really awesome. So, yeah. Good. Hallelujah. So hopefully you've seen all that stuff, and hopefully you didn't just go, yeah, I don't remember any of that with you. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I had a, several different things that came up while you were speaking, so I was trying to, mm-hmm. which which one did you want me to go to, Lord? Um, but uh, the uh, the the different times where you, you know, had a word at the at the right time, is is it was just you know. A, Amazing, really, to me, um, and I just, you know, I just really appreciate that God put it together and that we yeah. heard Him driving home to esteem it more because you, you, you know, can, there's hundreds and thousands of ministries out there. Yeah, and the Lord has us hooked up with a lot of ministries, not hundreds or thousands, <laughs> but a lot. And it's you need to know which ones the Lord has 
for that's you. Right. That's um, right. And so that's the key. I mean, the key to everything is obedience and hearing his voice and then doing yeah. what he's telling you to do. But other men and women of God have, have revelation and have gone through things. Yeah. There's no reason for you to have to start from square one. There's an anointing on them yeah. that will flow through them to you if you'll obey the Lord and be in the right place at the right time. And we, I don't know, at the time we were praying about which hotel to stay at. I think we were probably in the place where cheapest one is one we went to. I'm just kidding. I'm not sure at that point. But It could have been. But he got us there. And I think a lot yeah. of times if you're following him, that sometimes it's not like you, you, you're in the right place at the right time because your heart is right and you're trying to, to do what he wants you to do. Even if he didn't tell you directly you, that here's the next step, yeah. as you're going, he's directing you to be in that right place. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And that was one of those moments where Otherwise, you didn't go to a DC event. That was the only one you said you ever went to. Only, yeah, I've never been back to that one. You know what? It I was met a great you? meeting. I just I had leading right. that year. Right. So. And and one of the reasons was because I think isn't that where you hooked up with Pastor Tracy too? I I, I believe that's one of the first places that we actually spoke personally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so there was there was purpose. multiple purpose. Yeah. Right, right, right. Purpose in that right. meeting. Right. Um, yeah. And like you were saying, not making. Um, a connection happen. Yes. Where uh, we got connected through you, through to Rodney Howard Brown and Pastor Tracy. And um, both times was not uh, something that we made happen. We came down, and the first time I went to Pastor, or sorry, it was at a Pastor Rodney meeting was when they were coming to dedicate your church, and he was in South Carolina. Yeah. So yeah. we went to those meetings, and the first meeting, I, you know, I, I, um, one of my spiritual fathers, Kenneth Copeland, gone to a, a ton of his meetings and highly respect him and, and got out my, my notebook and I'm ready to take notes. <laughs> and that meeting was all laughing. And, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to? I'm like, obviously people are getting something out of this, but what is, what is this? Like, okay. And so I went to another meeting and then went through the dedication. And then no meeting of joy. And then he came up to New England, and I felt led to continue to go to the meetings, that there was something there that the Lord had, and I didn't know what it was. But like he, there was, he, he stirred up that there's something here. So I kept pursuing it until um, I, I got it yeah. and said, okay, we're supposed to be you know, a, a part of, uh, you know, they're, they're supposed to be, a, you know, we're supposed to glean off of them too. And then with Pastor Tracy, um, I, would see, <laughs> I would see him at, Kenneth Copeland meetings, yeah, and so forth, and he'd be up uh, with on, um, you know, uh, healing, school. healing school, yeah, and he he was so dramatic, yeah, that I was actually turned off, and I'm like, oh, this that can't be real, yeah, like, that yeah, you know, that just can't be real, and now and just so you know, that was my original thought about him as well. Was I thought, I, I don't know if I like that or not, right. And I'll I'll explain more about what happened with that in a minute. But go ahead. Awesome. So, and um, and so that was you know, and then we I think the first time I sat in his in a meeting was a year ago at the ministers conference out in Tennessee. Oh right. yeah. We went to Tennessee. Oh, you said, yeah. oh, we're going to this meeting, and if you could make it there, and we had a piece on going there, so we went. Well, it was a month after Kickstart, and you oh, said, yeah. I oh. think you should go. And the Lord had told me, right, to esteem. Yeah. And so I had actually made the statement to you. I said, Pastor Brian, if, if you don't mind, only 
say I should go to meetings if the Lord's leading you, because <laughs> otherwise I'm going to go because the Lord said to esteem, wow. you know, I'm going to pray about it. So we went only that, because of that. That's awesome. I just remember that, that right, right there is an honor because I wasn't telling you. I don't say stuff like right. that lightly. Right. I, you know, I had people ask me if they should go to another meeting yesterday. If they should go, I said, just be led. I'd love for people to go out there. And some people will pick that up, and the, and it's true. Like they'll, if they say, "I'm going out there because Pastor said I, he'd love for us to go," there's a different level of honor on that. And as people honor, I'm talking about going out and text our canon right, right. ministers uh, uh, the meeting out there. But um, if they'll understand that when a man of God that they're connected to and in covenant fellowship with says something like that, and they take it and they honor it. God's, it's almost like that gets honored on a different level because they are looking to honor. They're not just, they're they're purposing to honor in that way. Uh, but the way I said it to you, and I just said, I, I, I love, you know, I'd love it, you know, for people to go out there. But um, the other thing is this, is when I said that to you, I said, I think you should go, right. you know. I wasn't just saying that. Right. I felt I felt led of the Lord, or I would I would not say something on that level. But I've had many people over the years. They're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I'll think about it," you know. And but that's not how you did it. You did it very honorable, and God honors that stuff. Yeah. So then what happened? So then when we got to the meeting, we realized the revelation that just pours out of him. Yeah, is yeah. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. like it's so much like almost like it's like. Someone's like, okay, Lord, eventually I'll get some of this. But no, but I mean, like, you know, yeah. he, the revelation that he has is like, wow. And he can, but he can explain it on, yeah. even on my level. So, you know, I could get, I could get. You know. yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, so then um, we became partners with their ministry. We went out to Texarkana. Yeah. And then we're going again to Tennessee in a, in a month. But it was only based on the fact that the Lord said, you need to esteem this relationship more. So if you're going to say something to me, I'm still going to pray about it, but it's yeah. basically, unless you tell me otherwise, Lord, this is what I'm going to do. Yes. But that's why I had said to you, I knew that meeting you were, but I was just saying in the future, don't just drop meetings because if you say it, <laughs> the Lord has put it on my heart that if you say something, yeah. you know, um, I appreciate it. supposed that. to esteem it. So. Yeah. And that, and he's been a blessing to y'all and it's going right. to be a blessing this week. I know it. You know, one of the things that I love about him is, you know, some, you find that a lot of ministers either flow in the anointing, like, you know, uh, Dr. Rodney's not, not like this only, but he will flow in that anointing, like that meeting you went to. It was just the, the anointing of joy right. that was right. being poured out. And that anointing will cause you to know. So the anointing will cause you to know. In 1 John 2 20, you have the unction, mm. which is the anointing, and you know. So the anointing will cause you to know. But a lot of times what we're doing is we're trying to go after getting revelation by logicking it all out. Right. And that, you know, we're all like, you right. know, like this. Right. Not realize. So with Brother Tracy, um, I'll go back and tell how that connection happened and how important it was. And, but the first few years when I, I mean, I'm decently studied guy. Like I know a few things about the Bible, you know. And um, I went out there and I told him, I said, I felt like a kid with mm. a carrying a coloring book. Like, I I felt like I knew nothing when he was ministering. And legit, legitimately, for like two to three years, I just sat there like this, and I'd take notes. Right. But I'm, I mean, half of his stuff, and I'm not like, I'm I'm not dumb. Like, I'm, I'm, 
I got a decent brain, but half of this stuff was going over my head. So I, I have the word in me. I can process it. And still, right. it was going over my head. And um, just because he was dishing out so much revelation mm. so quick. Now, he was talking to his group of ministers, and I was honored to be there. But uh, what I found, and the Lord said, just just receive the impartation. Just mm. receive the impartation. And something happened, like in year two to three, there was a switch. And all of a sudden, it was almost like I was sitting there, like, all right, I'm believing that I'm receiving. I'm <laughs> believing that I'm receiving. I'm believing that I'm receiving. And then all of a sudden, I went to a meeting, and, and all of a sudden, I started to get it. I was like, okay, I got that. I got that. I, I see that. I understand. What had happened was I would sat under that anointing, and that anointing was catching my mind up. My, that anointing was causing me to know. And so a lot of times, remember that when you really see the gospel preached, it's foolishness to a, to a worldly thinker. It's foolishness. And a worldly thinker, I'm not just talking about a sinful thinker. I'm talking about somebody who uh, esteems logic more than they do the Spirit mm -hmm. of God. You know, the mind set on the flesh. The mindset, the mm -hmm. mind set on the flesh in Romans 8 is death. But the mindset on the Spirit is life and mm -hmm. peace. In other words, when you set your mind to do things by the Holy Ghost, life and peace. When I set my mind to do things the way the world taught me, I'm going to always have lack. I'm always going to have that. And so I started to realize that the more that I just yielded myself under an anointing like that, the more the Holy Ghost, and, it, and I can show you this in Scripture, but the anointing by the Holy Spirit will enlighten my, my mind and bring me comprehension which then will cause me to know, right? And so I'll know things by the anointing, not just by logic. And so if I'm sitting there like trying to logic it out and trying to figure it all out and take every note and connect every right. dot and cross every T and dot every I, then I am going to miss what I actually need because I'm actually doing it by the law. I'm right. being legalistic about it. So I study to show myself approved, but even in my study, I'm depending on the anointing to enhance that study. Right. I'm depending on the anointing to turn that study into the spiritual thing that I need, not the logical, you know, not the logical steps of it. I need I need that flow of the Holy Ghost. And so um, with Brother Trey, he's definitely one that taught me that because if you don't if you don't flow in the Holy Ghost, he's gonna just blow right over you, you know? Right. And um, but and one of the biggest things that he talks about is flowing in the spirit and being aware and not ignorant of spiritual things. And we need a church that knows how to flow in the spiritual things of God. This world needs a manifestation of the children of God, of the sons of God. They, we need to walk in that at a different level. And, uh, and we're, we're doing it. We're seeing that. You know, I would say this past year we, see, we saw more supernatural things on a higher level than we've ever seen before. And it's only increasing. Last year was a year of increase. This is multiplied increase, not just in money, in the anointing, in the flow, in the manifestation, in the solutions we can give to people. Amen. Amen. And uh, that's what in the in the words and the words of wisdom and words of knowledge and the anointing you know, in your life and peace and grace and finances and and anointing and 
your hands to heal and mm. ministry and winning souls and making right. disciples. It doesn't just flow through us as a church, but it flows through us as a ministry to every person who's connected. That grace right. is imparted. And, and y'all have seen that. Y'all have gone up to a different level. It's been awesome. And I've been watching you, and that's part of the reason why I wanted you, you on the show, both of you, is because you're at the place where God's, God's going to start having you release more mm. and let loose of more things and minister to more people. Um, he's, he's looking for people that will honor him and hunger for him. And, uh, that's, it's what time it is for y'all, you know? So mm. I think I today that. really is a, is a beginning. It's already started, but this is kind of a marker, you know, it's a marker on the timeline. So well, I think the time's getting short, so it's, yeah, you know, yeah. I think we've been doing a lot of preparation going and gleaning off of, uh, ministries and so forth. I think one of the issues, um, I don't say issues but is that, you know, going to your church, and if you don't hook up to the whole five-fold ministry, if your pastor is only flowing in, I want to say only, but the pastoral gift, you're not getting fed from the other four gifts. And so another connection that we had was um, pastor slash evangelist Stephen Herbert. Yeah. I met him down, we met him down in Tennessee, and he had something that he said. And he was there. Because I had invited him, right? right. Yeah, and there was a that was a divine connection yeah. because he has, he had a word. He had it wasn't a word for me. He just was expounding on something that he had heard from Dag Haywood about the fivefold ministry and how yeah. you need to be hooked up with each, with each of those ministry yeah. gifts, which yeah. we we were, um, but that there was a specific like a specific one, and then what ended up happening was, um, it came up in my heart to talk to him about soul winning. Yeah, and this was a huge thing. This changed my life, where I was training to do. I went down to Rodney Howard Brown, got in my heart to, to ushering in the end time harvest. Yeah, and I was going to have an evangelist come up and do some meetings. And he asked me the question. He goes, "Oh, so you have um, a soul winning team, an evangelistic team?" I'm like, "Oh." No, but I probably should have somebody ready before you get here. Yeah. <laughs> so then we started to train. Well, I had never gone out and you yeah. know, just been led by the Spirit, and I saw the script and different things, and I was like, okay, that's a tool in my belt. And, yeah. you know. So then S- Stephen Herbert talked to me, um, and he just, it was the Lord. Yeah. And this script got in my heart. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I saw it. And then... I trained some people. We went out on the street, and the first couple people we went up to, and the first one, English was her second language. She was Vietnamese. And I read through the script with her, and she got saved. And I was like, you know, up in the Northeast where they say, you know, it's not this, that, and the other thing, but by faith it it is. Um, uh, And the next, like, four or five people that night when I was taking other people around, they got saved off the script. Just reading the script to them. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and it got in my heart so that there's a reason to have the one tool that not one time since then, we've led, I've led hundreds of people to the Lord just one at a time Amen. or two or three, whatever's there going out. And by having that one thing, I have an opening every time with someone. And yeah. the Lord's never had me deviate from that yeah. to win a soul. He's yeah. always had me stick to it. Yeah. And I can go up to anybody and just ask the first question. Has anyone ever told you God loves you and you've got a great plan for your life? And then just go through the question. Doesn't yeah. matter what they say. You're yeah. going through this. You're going after this person's soul. And besides when I went to Vermont with a soul winning training, 
for some reason, <laughs> talking to <laughs> Kevin, it was like, I was doubting. I'm like, this isn't working. And I was just like, Lord, I'm like, so now I'm trying to pick people because I'm trying to show them how easy it is. And everyone's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, Lord, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to pick. Okay, this one will probably say yes. So now I'm trying to. Yeah, now you're in love. So that was like the worst, yeah. you know. But outside of that, yeah. I would say over 90% of the people have said yes. That's Like awesome. whether it's at a restaurant, wherever it is. Like so much so that, you know, when we were out in Texarkana and um, Lisa Lamb was out yeah. there, we were just talking. And I was just talking to her about it. And I said, I said, oh, yeah, see that, that lady over there? If she comes back over here, I'll just, I'll just show you. <laughs> and she came walking back over. I said, hey, can I ask you a question? She sits down, lead her to the Lord. It was almost like, oh, yeah, just like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll show yeah. you. And just led her to the Lord. Yeah. And then Lisa was, ended up, was able to minister to her. Yeah. And then the lady actually brought, was, was talking to Lisa because she was a woman. So I'm like, why don't you, you know, and Lisa was ministering to her. And her son was there. This lady's son was at the hotel and was having... Um, some issues and so forth, and we said we'd buy your, her a Bible. We got a Bible, and Lisa got the hotel, and we went to the room, and who was there but the son? And I handed him the Bible. He had, like, I think he had underwear on. He was, like, 18 years old, and they had dogs barking, and yeah. I said, hey, can I ask you a question? And he's like, okay. So he's, like, standing in the hallway, led him to the Lord in his underwear, and <laughs> with dogs barking in the back. That's a great testimony. So we had the, the family <laughs> yeah. saved. All because you you put me in contact with this person, and the Lord yeah. knew how what He needed to say to me to receive this, yeah. and now I can train other people to do it, and I can go after souls like I could, never could before. And, th- and now there's hundreds of souls, right? And then, hundreds of souls from that, right? And it's just yeah. it's just amazing how God how God works, yeah. like you know. Um, and uh, anyway, you know well, what that I know it's. That's the same thing, and that 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 script that you're talking about is from Dr. Rodney right. Howard Brown, which that was another covenant connection for right. for me, and you know that had, and that really we've had this past year, we had a little bit few because of uh, the COVID stuff, and we didn't travel anywhere or do anything because our ministry goes around the world, and we'll we'll do that. But we've had we were having about a hundred, a uh, hundred people born again per year, which the average church has two per year. That that was, which was, that's good compared to the other churches around us. Since then, we've had an average of thousands every single year. And that's not included. Our goal was to influence people to become soul winners. So like, I know last year, I didn't even get your numbers that you, that, that, so in other words, even what we had, it's even higher because that was a part of what, our heart right. and vision is to do is to inspire people and connect people to influence them right. to become soul winners. And um, so that's just, it's just awesome watching that work. So I want to, I'm going to say a couple of things about um, the connection and how like Brother Tracy and I, I connected in that way and what the Lord did with that, because I think that's important to share again. I've shared it before, but I'll, I want to hear from you, Brandy, before we finish and um, I want to hear what have you, through those covenant connections, what have you seen personally? What stood out to you over that time uh, in your life, in Corey's life, in the kid's life? Anything like that, just a testimony of what's meant something to you. So if you want to be thinking about that. But, you know, when I met, um, when I met uh, Brother Tracy, I saw him the same way. I saw him at healing school, and, and he's... Um, 
he's very outgoing in his ministry. And I had not been a fan of that, you know, and because I thought most of the people that did that were just being emotional. They're right. just, they're, they're putting on, they're doing that. And so, you know, I, I was absolutely judging a book by its cover. But what got my attention was I already had those thoughts about him. Then we were at the minister's conference, and but I was watching. He had my attention. The Lord, like, had my attention. And then he did something. He got up one night, Brother Copeland asked him to come up, and he just, he went like this, like that, over the. And when he did that, I felt mm. the anointing physically hit me, and I went, I've only had one other person do that at this at that point that weekend. There was one other person. The other person was Bill Winston. He did something, and it hit me like that. And I'd only had one other person do that in my life, and that was T.O. Osborne. He was at a meeting, and when he was speaking, the words were hitting me, and I physically felt them. I said, "Okay, that's got my attention," you know. And so now I was watching, you know, Brother Tracy. Well, the the next night he got up there, and I and I thought, well. You know, one night's one thing, you know, one night, one night's one thing. And he did something else and did that. It hit me again. I went, okay, all right, okay, he's real. And uh, he's the real deal. Well, then, and it started, I think, at that meeting, I started running into him. And then the one, the meeting that we met, that was the place where literally we turned the corner and like bumped into each other. And then as I was leaving in the parking lot, he and Miss Laurie were there and they were driving off. And uh, he said, he, I said, I just saw him, and I was like, I need to say something to him. The Lord led me to say something. Thank you. It was good to see you. He said, we need to get together. I was like, and when he said it, I thought, we do. You know, yeah. I don't know how or what or anything. Had no idea the relationship that we would have today. It was just that one piece of obedience followed by another. And the first piece of obedience was I need to open up my heart, yeah. you know. And then I had a friend the next year, I believe it was, he, uh, we were at Southwest Believers uh, Convention, and he said, you know, uh, Brother Tracy's having a minister's conference next month. Uh, I'm going to go. You want to go with me? And I said, I do want to go with you. And I made plans right then to go and to be there. And, um, and I went to that minister's conference. I was sitting there, and I mean, the power of God hit me in such a way. Um, it was, I had felt it on that level, but only once before, you know, and, um, and it marked, it's been like that every time I've gone since then. And, uh, the Lord, the Lord gave me an instruction. I, I don't want you to miss one of these, mm. the minister's conference in the summer. And so we've been at Texarkana every year, ever, ever since. And so it's in June. And, um, but the Lord said that, and of course that's the week I'm sitting there and like, he's talking, it's going all over my head. But the power of God was there, and it was, but following that was so very important. What's interesting, okay, so that's the beginning of the relationship, but what you said a second ago was so very important is you need to hear from the Lord who those people are in your life, that it's, it's, it's more than just a, um, it's more than just a, a everyday fellowship. It's more than just a relationship. It's, it's more than just an acquaintance. And you need to find out, like I have, you know, I have Pastor Gene Alexander, who's my pastor, uh, Pastor J.B. Whitfield, uh, Pastor Chris DeChaccio. Uh, I have uh, Ted Shellsworth Sr. I have Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, and I have Brother Tracy Harris. And, but, 
Now the issue is these are all, these are anointed men of God, all of them. They all have different giftings. They're all anointed, carrying an anointing in my life, all right? And, you know, many of them were worldwide ministries and very, very important. But one of the things that you see, oh, there's Stephen. Hey, Stephen. <laughs> Evangelist Stephen Herbert, we were just talking about you. It was all good, we promise. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, I have all of these men in my life. And then the Lord, like two years ago, and this is about, about a year later is when you're saying that. He started talking to me and he said, I want, he said, I want you to know who is it that is like a dad to you spiritually? Who is it? And I said, well, how do I know that? I was talking and praying to the Lord. I said, how do I know that? He said, he said, which one of those men of God do you, you know, I have something in common with all of them and I love all of them. Like it's, it's not a, a this one or that one type thing, but there is something to be said for the one or, or the one or a couple that God connects you to, and there's something very special in that relationship that's that's very much like that's the spiritual father, so to speak. Uh, the word says some people get hung up where it says you don't you know don't you don't have any other fathers, but then you have the full counsel of the word that says there's many voices in this world, but not many fathers, right? So there's obviously room for that in ministry, but it's not placing them over the Father and not worshiping them, right? Um, you worship the heavenly Father, but you have spiritual fathers that speak into your life. And so one of the things that you see is, he, I said, how do you want me to figure that? He said, which one of the people that you're connected to, or, or more than one, are like a spiritual father to you, but you have the most in common with in ministry which one is like you, you know, that you're like them, you are like them, and you are like them without trying, you know, you're like them with, without trying. You know, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, I, I love him. His anointing and his ministry has changed my life, but I'm not like him, you know. I'm, there's, there's definitely peace. He thinks differently than I do, you know. Um, you know, I have, I have others that, it's like, all right, I'm, but I'm not them, you know. But then I even asked some staff, and, and it was funny because I, me and the Lord's talking about this privately, you know, and we're, we're talking about it privately, and all of a sudden I have, like, my ELT, the leadership team, coming up to me, and they're like, when Brother Tracy ministers, Pastor, he just reminds us of you. Like, he just reminds us of you. And I went, I know. That's what I was thinking too, you know. <laughs> I was like, that's like I love that anointing. I love that that tenderness of heart, you know. I went up to tomorrow we're gonna have uh Pastor Anthony Wade. Uh we're gonna have Pastor Anthony Wade uh here and on the broadcast it's gonna be awesome. He's like he's like my brother. And uh so anyway, we went up and we were at his church and Brother Tracy was ministering. I know it had been a long day for him. He ministers like the way he does, all out. And then there was a, a dad and his two sons over on the side. And for 10 to 15 mm. minutes, I got a picture. Of, I, I took a picture of the moment. He's sitting there on his knees talking to these boys and this dad. Ministry's over. People are leaving. He's over there just ministering, talking to him. Like, I'm about to tear up right now talking about it. I was like, that's the heart 
that I have and I want, and I'm watching this occur right now. And I, I still have the picture. It means something to me. But uh, then I went down, and um, he went. He was in uh, South Carolina with Pastor Eddie Smith, who will be here on the broadcast <laughs> Wednesday. And uh, so, and he was there. And I'm in the middle of uh, this service, and I mean, it's the middle of the service. And God says, "Go up to Brother Tracy and do this action," you know. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's it needs to be something that the Lord. The Lord is behind. The Lord's doing. I'm like, that sounds weird. That sounds strange. You know, I, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. You know, <laughs> like, my flesh like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. He said, go up. And he said it again. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm checking to make sure it's you and not just in Brian's head, you know, not my flesh, not my logic. And I didn't, I didn't understand it or anything, but I went up. And uh, eventually I said, okay, I know this is you. I'm going to go do that. I went up to him, and I did what the Lord told me to do. And uh, when I did that, the power of God shot through my body, and I, like, fell out like this. And he caught me, and he goes, oh, son, like that. That was his words. Oh, son, and caught me. And, um, and I mean, the anointing just, and then laid me on the ground. But then he, he said, you had no idea what the Lord had been talking to me about. He had been talking to me about this specific verse, and he took me to the verse. And in the verse, uh, it basically shows there's a covenant connection, father and son type fellowship in that verse. And in that verse, they said, this is the action they will do. And that's the exact action I did. And uh, he said, the Lord's been telling me I'm going to draw I'm going to draw men to you like sons, basically, as we talked about it. And he was telling me, this is your spiritual father. You know, this is a father to you in the faith. And it was all God. Like, I, like I could make all that up. I didn't know all that stuff. But the Lord's telling me, who's the most like you? This is who I've connected you to. Then he's telling me, I want you to connect. And this is who you need to receive from more. And so it, since that period of time, you've actually seen me. Y'all have seen me. I've actually cut down on on going to everything, I will still go, but I'll be led. But there's one I really need to receive from. And the Lord spoke to me about it, and I'm I'm going to honor it. And so that's the way the Lord works in that stuff. It's like, anyway, amen, I could talk more about it. Well, it backs up what the Lord spoke to me about gleaning from from you. That in order to watch, you know, every day, you can't, be watching other everything you can't yeah it's just you don't have enough time so you need to be now now he'll put in my heart to watch from this minister at this particular time and so forth yeah um but it it falls right in that if i can share one more thing before you yeah about well and think about this so he was ministering that to you right after he ministered that to me which shows you that same thread of anointing and that connection that we have as well, which is very, that was when you were getting that was right wow. after, like a year after, I, but he had just, he had just gotten that. But see, you still needed to connect to some pieces, but you were along that same thread, just right in the same receiving line, right. you know? So wow. that's awesome. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Um, the, the, the one time I saw Tracy, after Pastor Tracy Harris, after uh, Southwest meeting, you had met a, met a guy, a young guy, oh, yeah. and you brought him up to him because he wanted to get 
He wanted to get prayer from, yeah, from Pastor Tracy. Yeah, I remember Tracy. that. So we went up. You started talking to Tra uh, Pastor Tracy, and you're talking, and I'm, I'm standing there. And then you said, oh, this is so-and-so. He And he, I don't, I think he said, I don't know what he said. I think he said Jesus or fire or whatever. <laughs> and he just, you know, because this is after the meeting. He yeah. wasn't ministering anything else. And he just put his hand on his head, and went, boom. And the, he went like ten, like five, <laughs> ten feet back and went down. I'm like... Huh? And it was like <laughs> tiptoe away, <laughs> and it was like wow. I was like, okay. So that was like years before. Yeah. You know, I'm like, may have thought it was dramatic, but there's something there. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so yeah. I'm sorry. Now I'll be quiet. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyway. Well, and I'll I'll say so when the Lord spoke to you that driving home last year, that meant a lot more to me than mm -hmm. maybe other people because he had just taken me through a similar right. process. So you didn't know what you were saying to right, me, right, right. but it was it was a big wow. deal to me. And that was right. the Lord honoring both both sides of that uh, fellowship. And the great thing about our relationship is spiritually, you know, I think only one time have we been on a different page. So I think I was hearing you weren't. Or, yeah, uh, probably. Yeah. I'm sure but, that's what it was. But, <laughs> but when it comes to partnering with <laughs> different people, I don't understand why she gets more love than me. But anyway, um, so um, I don't even know what I was saying. So it doesn't matter. So anyway. <laughs> what is it? What have you seen? What has it meant to you? Well, basically, it's meant like everything to me because it changed our whole life. Like, it is just so important to do what the Lord tells you to do. And yeah. if we didn't or if, like, we didn't esteem a relationship with you, then, you know, May not have gone under Ronnie Howard Brown or Pastor Tracy or met up with Stephen and yeah. like the soul winning alone is like completely changed everything. Yeah. Like we don't go to a restaurant or anything now that he's not pulling out this. Well, he pulls it out from his spirit now, but yeah. the script and just starts saying it. And like our kids are seeing that, and like it's a big deal. Like so, even if that was the only only thing that we got out of the relationship with you, it was like yes, yes. worth everything. Yeah, because. Yeah. More souls are being won into the kingdom just because of that. Like, yeah. So I mean, yeah. if you you could pick apart every little thing, and you could find, <laughs> I mean, you could go on and on about all the yeah. positive that's come out of it. So yeah, all the connections and stuff. So God's so good. Yes, He is. He's so good, and He develops us, and He knows what it takes to develop us, and and what we need and what we don't need. You know, it's it's very important. And I, and I want to say this too. You know, not just as the people that are connecting with others, but as somebody that has people connecting to them. You know, you have to be okay as well that that the Lord will lead people through you. Sure. In other words, uh, I know that that's not, I know it's not our relationship, at, at least at this point. I, I know that and doesn't seem like it's going to be any different. And God is covenant, and covenant is forever. If there's a covenant connection, it's meant to be forever, whether it be a marriage or a, a fellowship in ministry or whatever it is, a partnership in that way. God is covenant. Um, we really need to get more of a covenant heart that understands the absolute nature of covenant. We need to get that. We need to understand that more. But uh, one of the things that we see is, uh, and, I, and I've seen this, is the Lord may be, the Lord may have somebody with you for a season of time in that way, but then they're supposed to covenant, you know, with somebody else, you know. The Lord had to get me through a process to get me to Brother Tracy, you know, and there's men that are there that I'm still in covenant with, but it's at a different level.
But let's say, just for instance, like with Evangelist Stephen, he said, I felt a leading to send you all virtual air hugs. <laughs> and and um, so one other thing that's very important with him, like let's say that the whole point of our relationship was to be a blessing, but then eventually get you to uh, just be in covenant with him. I, got, I, ha- I need to be okay with that. You know, I need to be okay with that as, too. And many times you won't see that in ministry. You'll every, you, People want to take possession, you know, in that way. And you can't be that way. Now, again, part of the reason why people are, you know, grabby in that way is and holding on to everybody is because they've watched people break covenants so many times that have been wrong that the majority of times when that happens and they just keep moving to different people, it's generally wrong, you know. So I, I get that and I understand that. But there's times when it's correct. There's times when it's right. And so the issue is let the Lord establish it, let him uphold it, let him, you know, it's like it's like I would say a few years ago our relationship was probably on the most thin ice, like it wasn't in trouble or anything, but there was probably... We just didn't talk as much no. a few years ago. Right, right, right. There was a point in the middle of that. And I was like, I was sitting there, and even in that, I was thinking, this isn't right. This isn't right. I, like, this is supposed to be stronger than it is, you know, in, in our personal relationship. But see, I have to trust the Lord that he'll speak to you like right. that, you know. I can, but if I go and I try to make that happen, if I would have gone and tried to sell you on that idea, that would have been the worst thing I could have ever done. But when you're driving home and the Lord speaks to you, all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, all right, I need to esteem this, you know. And that's where you have to trust the Lord. It's kind of like with Brother Tracy. He could have gone after me. Part of what I was turned off of, uh, off by was as the, as the fruit and the anointing continued to rise in our ministry in Boomerang, I had, I had all of these so-called spiritual fathers kind of showing up at my door wanting to father me. And I was so turned off by that. Like it was, and, and it's not that they, there weren't some good ones, but they were trying to build, some of them were trying to build their own kingdom by gathering all these ministers and being like the, you know, spiritual father, the apostle over all these other pastors and everything. And, and I was so turned off by it. And uh, Brother Tracy said, yeah, we need to talk sometime. We need to get together. But it wasn't like he was pursuing me for sales. He wasn't marketing himself to me and selling himself to me. And he had to trust that the Lord would tell me to take the action and that I would respond. And if I don't hear it and I don't respond, probably not going to be right anyway. I need to have resolve from the Holy Ghost in that way, just like you need resolve. And so, Can I, I think, I think this is supposed to, we're supposed to go here. I don't know how much time we have, but. Basic, basically, it was a mindset that we've that we've had, or had, where we, we feel like we don't want to burden. Like we know you're you're bit productive. <laughs> I, I just preached on not being busy yesterday. So. Productive. Thank you. Um, no problem. Uh, <laughs> um, it almost came out the other way, but and um, so. We didn't want to initiate any contact be, in respecting that. Yeah. Well, we've been that way with ministries would come through our church. We wouldn't go up and talk to anyone, introduce whatever, because we felt like, you know, like, like who, who, who are we? 
Like, yeah. we're children of God. I mean, in the, yeah, what are they, like, yeah. like, you know, what, yeah. what? So we purposely would pull back so much that Teddy Jr. at the partner meeting said, and like what well, they said, and Brandy and Corey are the hardest people to get a hug from and see at the end of the meeting. He's like, he's sending ushers <laughs> after me because I'm leaving. Because I'm like, we're just getting out of there. They don't want to bother, you know. Even people that we know, we just like, you know, there's got other people yeah. or whatever. And so it's getting out of that mindset that we're yeah, not. Yeah, like when you left the, re the restaurant yesterday, I had no idea you were going. Right, I, I didn't like say bye. I right? you down, I cried a little. Well, <laughs> pray for you. Um, <laughs> so, did that yeah. go through the filter? <laughs> it did. It did. I'm just curious. Well, I, it's I don't. It's getting faster. When, when is there wrong to say you pray for someone? I, I, I don't know. It seems like it probably did. What do you think? Anyway, so. Um, oh, there she Pastor Nicole like this. Bless your heart. <laughs> and I didn't know what that meant. I, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, that's a negative thing. Like, what do you mean that's negative? You're saying bless. Like, how can right, I be bad? Exactly. But it's the tone. Could be the... like that. I'll pray for you. Stephen, I see. Oh, your, I didn't mean it. I see your question. I'll answer it in a second. But uh -oh. Go ahead. Um, is it a real question? Yeah, it's a real question. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, wasn't sure if he was playing. <laughs> no. Um. I don't have any idea. She she gets me right off out of the spirit into the flesh <laughs> sometimes, and I don't even know where we were. But so. you weren't. You're not trying to oh. grab a hold of right. So so it's a changing that mindset that it's not bothering someone in ministry. Like if we saw yeah. like Jesse Duplantis, yeah. we wouldn't before go say hi. And but yeah. that actually means something to someone that they're saying. Yeah. Oh, you the yeah. ministry means something to me, and so forth. And we were looking at it from a negative connotation that we're taking away from their time yeah, instead yeah. of, and so that's something that we've had to get out of. And it's, it's a relationship thing that not even with ministries, just with people in general, we don't want to bother anybody. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we just kind of are more disconnected and it's something that the Lord, it's like a, a defect as it were, that the Lord wants to change in me more than you. But, you know, so that's something that's, um, I think other people, maybe they, it doesn't play in, in for other people, but I felt led to just go there for a second just to, I don't know if I made sense. Yeah, yeah. There, a lot of times people, are, they're, they're hunting down those things. They think that through that, through that meeting, that's what's going to do it. Now, the, if the Lord doesn't build the house, he labors in vain that builds it. A lot of times people try to build that through your know, relationships, stuff like that. But when it's the Lord, it's right. You know, it's like when I go down to... Uh, when I go down to Dr. Rodney's, like, I don't feel right looking at him the way that I look at him as a as a, a spiritual father and a mentor in that way. I don't feel right going down to his house and not saying bye. Like, I want to go, say, can I come? And I'll tell him, I'll say, can I come say bye to you? And, um, you know, just because of that. But that's because I honor and I value that relationship, not because I'm just trying to get around them in that way. It's it's a part of that honor. and. Right. And then, but there's there's a moment to do that. Let the Lord build it. But there's a moment to, uh, you know, like when we see you guys, we love y'all. We love to, you know, we love that connection that God's God's had. Uh, and he, so, I mean, it's just such a blessing, like, to have you here this week. It just really blesses us, and we're so glad. And the fact that you get to be here all week, that's a blessing to us. Not It's not a labor at all for us. And And even when we are, you know, being productive, and there's a lot of things going on. Um, you know, people, reach out, reach out. It may take me a second to get to a message. You know, I've got 
hundreds, <laughs> and the team can tell you, I have hundreds of messages all the time, and sometimes they get they roll right. down and I miss them. You know, it's it's a part of of overseeing more things, but um, you know, sometimes that's the way it is. And just you know, I ask you to bear with me, like. You know, one time recently a guy was saying, well, you just, I can't believe you did this. And I said, look, I said, I, you obviously, you don't know what the schedule is that I'm keeping. You don't realize, you don't know how many phone calls and things. Right. Like, you think it's just five minutes, but you multiply your five minutes times 100 people that are reaching out, and it adds up. So I have to be led in when to call and right. how to call. And sometimes I just miss it. But it's not, it's not a burden. You know, when you're anointed to do that and you have a grace to do that, it's not a burden. If the people's heart is right, if the minister's heart is right. Well, the interesting thing is that I hadn't even seen it until you, you, just, you just said that. Here we are thinking we're esteeming a relationship by not being a burden. And actually, it could look it's, like it's you're not esteeming it, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's interesting because we're trying to... <laughs> so yeah. it's the way, it's how you're, you're biased and how you yeah. think... That's a great revelation. Yeah. So, I mean, I just picked up on that now that, you know, now... Yeah, always have to say bye. That's a great revelation. Yeah. Stephen said earlier, he said, I miss y'all. That was really cool. But he, when we were talking about ministers not allowing the flow through of people, he said, would you say that's an immaturity in minister, uh, a, a fear almost to not release people? Yes, I do. I do think that. But I will say that the majority, yes, Absolutely, I think that that exists, and that is an immaturity in that way. But I will also say on the other side of that road, on in the other ditch, is the majority of people are so immature about covenant that they just, they shop churches and they, you know, I don't like what you said, and they'll uproot themselves. Whereas God, God looks at you being in a church and connected to a ministry as a planting. That's how he talks about it. And in Psalm 92, planted in the house of the Lord, you flourish in the courts of heaven. And then we see in Matthew, I think it is, where he says, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, right, it cannot produce. So we see that through a proper planting, we die to our own vision, and we take on the vision of where we're planted. And so that's a covenant. That's a that is a covenant relationship where I give myself. But we don't we we've been in such a thought pattern in America uh, that's contrary to that. You really have you really have to change culture. And of course you have you have leaders and ministers who have taken advantage of that, and they've they've taken somebody's honor and esteem, and then they've taken advantage of that honor and done the wrong thing. Uh, of course, that doesn't help the situation. But you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. In other words, you can't just say, well, I'm never going to plant myself because people do the wrong things with it. Well, now you're being disobedient to what God said and the pattern that God said. So we can't do that either. There has to be that that good balance. And um, the issue is there's so many people in America that think that way. It's a battle that I know many pastors face all the time where people are just constantly uprooting their covenant fellowship and going somewhere else because they didn't agree with that doctrine or they were offended or whatever. And so they're, they're constantly having to battle against that and teach and train over that. So the majority, they're probably gun-shy as soon as somebody comes to me and says, oh, I think I need to connect with this ministry. They're like, no, you know, because they've seen it as such a deception that's hurt so many people. 
So, but they have to have the discernment to go through that, you know. So, for example, you guys specifically, specifically you guys, um, I knew that we were supposed to be connected for years. But specifically, when I saw you connecting to these other ministries, I mean, when you're talking about connecting to a Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, to a, to a Tracy Harris, you know, you're talking about t- connecting to a worldwide ministry that's, that I'm plugged into. You know, obviously, I think they're operating in the anointing more than me, you know, or I wouldn't be connected to them. Right. You know, I'm, the lesser is blessed by the greater. It's not the other way around. You know, so I'm connected to them because they're carrying more. But when I see you doing that, you know, and specifically with you guys, I just had a sense. I knew that you would handle it right, that you would handle that and not drop not drop a, a connection here, but you would see the value and understand it and honor all of them. And I, I can't say that I have that same feeling with everybody, but I knew that you would. And that's the place that we need to be as believers in these, in these connections, that we see that. We don't just flippantly drop things. You know, we don't just drop things. And and I look at it like this. If there was an anointing involved or God made a covenant, then who am I to break it? Or who am I to deny the anointing and what the anointing wanted to do, right? There was an anointing there and that's when I got that word. I can't just throw that away and throw it in the trash, right? And there's obviously an anointing and covenant and if there's a covenant relationship, who am I to break it? So for me to just throw away a fellowship because I think differently, like that's, it's really wrong. Or I just don't see eye to eye on a subject. You know, I can take every one of the men that God has connected with me, and I, there's probably at least one doctrine that they have that I disagree with. Every one of them. And some people would say some of them are serious, but I know what God's done. And so I don't just jump ship because, and the odds are, I'm the one who doesn't understand it. Right. <laughs> That's why I'm connected with them, you know. And uh, so it, the odds are, if I'm being honest, I'm the one who's missing it, not them. Amen. So that, and I have to recognize that in humility. There's a, a, there's a couple things. One, Jesse Duplantis was one where I was like, well, I don't, uh, like, uh, like at one point. And the Lord said, well, is he, is he? more successful than you? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, is he walking more in this and the other thing? He's like, well, maybe there's something you could glean from him. Like, okay, enough said. You know, I mean, you don't have to. But like, you administered to me one time when I was talking to you. It was years after it happened, but Ted Jr. had come, Ted Chelsworth Jr. had come into our church and had a prophecy over me um, about business and that, you know, all these great things. And then he had a word over uh, another girl in our church Chloe, and that she was going to go all over the world, and she was going to do this in ministry and that in ministry, and I was like right. grieved, like going to wait, you know. hold on, because our great things were just financial, and we know that that's like the lowest thing. <laughs> well, at the time, we so had more like, revelation since then. So we were but. like interesting, because she was getting all these things, like she's going to have all these words, and she's going to go in all these countries and all this stuff, and we're just like and souls and ministry and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. And so a couple years later, I was just talking yeah. to you, like off this, like oh hey, like this came in, like whatever, and I told you the story, and you just said, okay, so basically what you're saying is you know more than God. And I went, oh, <laughs> I guess that's what I am saying. Does that sound like me? Do y'all, you do, it does. And so yeah. the reason I bring that up um, is 
to show how humble I am. No, I brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was, I don't think I filtered that one out. Great. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said that because you were talking about if God put something together and God spoke something to you, yeah. who are you to say because you don't like something or whatever to break that? Right. So I think a lot of times this, this, you'll right. get things in a service in the anointing and the Lord will speak to you. Maybe it's about giving. Yeah. And then you walk away from it, and then you talk yourself out of something. Yeah. But what we've tried to learn is that what you hear under the anointing and in the spirit, that is what was that's true. That's right. And that's what we should follow, that's not right. the other stuff, that this is yeah. what you got in that point. You know? And yeah. so that's why I brought that up. Well, and that's what happens many times is people will be under an anointing, but after they're out of that service, they'll get into logic over right. that. And they will literally talk themselves out of the plan of God, and that that I've and I've done it. Oh my goodness! I when I finally got a hold of that revelation, it changed our life because I, re, I was thinking, how many things have I missed? Because I had the word, I had the anointing, and I but I thought, well, you know, well this is not going to work, and that's not going to logic and you know, logic, you know. And God gave me a brain for a reason. Right. No, right. He, he did give me a brain for a reason. And the brain is designed to meditate on things that are worthy mm. of praise and meditate on the word. The, you know, he said, Joshua, meditate on my law, meditate on my word day and night, and then you will make your way successful. So instead of going to the logic of the world to figure out worldly logic, what I should have been doing was, what did you say to me? Let me meditate on that. Mm. So I, he gave me a That's brain good to meditate on what he said, not a brain to figure out how not to do what he said. Right. That's so, good. That's awesome. That's a, <laughs> amen. And so uh, Kelly said, I've struggled with that, not wanting to bother people. Thank you for sharing that. And Grayson said, Corey, I've seen that a lot in my own life, and it seems like some of the congregation has gone through it too, where we feel like we shouldn't reach out to pastors and bother them, but they want us. That's right, we do. We want you you're not bothering us. There's an anointing for that, and you're not bothering. And if you were bothering, trust us to say, hey, this is a step too far. You know, And then don't be in condemnation. Just learn and grow. So amen. And then Grayson said to do, uh, they want us to do that because they know the position the Lord has given them in our lives, and I'm so grateful they're that way. Praise God. That's awesome. And uh, Hannah said, I can relate to that feeling like, who am I? And just slipping out the door. I needed to hear that. No, I, I actually, I, I'll tell you this. I, I am legitimately bothered when people just leave and don't come say bye. Like, I'm legit, I legitimately want every person to come and say bye. Like, because I love them and I want, I want to see them. And uh, when I, I'm many, how, how, how many times after a service I'm, I'm like, Where's such and such? I, you know, it happens quite often. I'm like, I didn't see them before they left because I, I literally want to love on them and, and say hello to them. Mm. That's my heart. That's And that's not every minister's heart, you know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I can't speak for Teddy, but... It, <laughs> well, who can? <laughs> or Stephen. But no, that's my heart. I, I legitimately, like, I, I want to see them, so... And uh, Grayson said, all that say, I believe what you're saying the own time for a lot of us. That's awesome. Um, amen. <laughs> Colton said, I annoy <laughs> pastors a lot, not always when I need to. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. 
<laughs> Barrett said, that's true. I get, I get corrected on not saying goodbye and running out the service a lot. Kevin said, I always feel like I'm monopolizing your time. See, that right there, look at how many people are saying the same thing. But it, if you have a real pastor, like I'm not going to say that every minister in the fivefold ministry is anointed for that. Like pastor is a maintenance mm. in your life smells like the sheep, right? right? And if he doesn't, he's not being a pastor in that way. And there's different giftings. You know, there's times when I'll operate in different giftings than just pastoral. But the point is, if you have a real pastor, they want to be around you. And um, that was one of the things that Buddy blessed me with when he came here. He said, I, he said I'd have never really had the opportunity. I, I'll say I'm paraphrasing with you, but he basically said, I've never really had the opportunity to really be around a true pastor, and he said, I'm just watching and learning, and you said that for like six months straight, and then you didn't say it again, so maybe it just, <laughs> <laughs> it still applies. <laughs> so, but no, that's something, that really blessed me when he said that, and that's what you want. You want a minister, especially a pastor, that's willing to get into your life and and be a part of your life. They want to they want to be up to date on those things. So many times, it, it literally it breaks Nicole and I's heart when we hear like somebody went and they made a big life decision. We didn't even know they were going to do it. You know, but for a couple of reasons. Number one, we just want to know because we love them. You know, number two, uh, so often. They thought they heard from the Lord and didn't, and then they six months later they find out they messed up, and it's like we could have helped you with that, you know. So, uh, or confirmed it. if they're right, we could have confirmed that. And now you have even a stronger resolve to believe God for more blessing, you know, in that way. So, very important stuff. So, Amen. <laughs> and that's that's true. <laughs> so, uh, Mark, you said. Uh, for me, I had to learn how truly approachable you and Pastor Nicole are, and I learned that by watching uh, the kids. That's awesome. Holly said, Pastor is hunting me down at the car sometimes to yeah. tell me bye because I also don't want to bother them. That, that's true. <laughs> Johnny said, I think I recently got corrected for not reaching out. <laughs> Kevin said sometimes he's had a trouble getting in touch with other pastors. And... <laughs> Then he said, he's, he's at the river. You couldn't throw a rock without hitting a pastor. He said, by the way, I'm not in the habit of throwing rocks at pastor. <laughs> That's good. That'll help, your, that'll help your long life. So amen. <laughs> so we hope that y'all have enjoyed this uh, today, and we just praise God for y'all. I'm so glad you're here. It's going to be a great, great week. Amen. And uh, thank you for your get supply. You, get down here. Yeah, get here. Get here. Uh, it's going to be a great week with Brother Tracy. He's flying in uh, this afternoon. And so excited to see him. So we love you very, very much. And we're excited to see you, especially if you're going to be able to be here this week and uh, get here to kickstart. And if you would like to sow today, you don't have to. We sow the broadcast into the world every weekday. If you would like to partner with us and be a part of that and that grace that's on the ministry and on our lives come into your life, that's how it works. The Lord and the Bible says that's how it works you'd like to do that, you can go to giveww.org. You can give one time or you can give on a recurring basis and partner with us. Cash app, Venmo, PayPal, text to give, cryptocurrency. We've tried to make it easy for you when you make that decision. 
and uh, we love you so very much. Let's just pray. Will you, will you pray and bless their offerings? Yeah, go ahead. Dear Heavenly Father, we just praise you and thank you for everyone that's listening to this, either live or yeah. down the road. I just thank you and praise you, Lord, that whatever you put on someone's heart they've given, that they will give it and it'll be blessed. It'll be pressed down, shaken together, and running over will men give in to their blessings. Yes. That as they put their faith towards it, the 30, 60, 100-fold will come back in their life according to their faith. So I just praise you and thank you that a multiplied increase is coming on every person's life, whether they gave or not, that it's, they sold their time to watch this today, Lord, yeah. that you will multiply increase yes. their time yes. and their resources because of it, because everything works by seed time and harvest. And we praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We love you. Like, share, and subscribe to the broadcast. Hit the notification bell. We'll see you tomorrow. Pastor Anthony Wade will be here. Wednesday will be Pastor Eddie Smith. I believe Brother Tracy is going to be here Thursday or Friday. Mm -hmm. Maybe both. We'll see. And uh, that'll be awesome. And uh, join us. And go. you can go to uh, whatsright.com. You can connect to the YouTube channel. See lots and lots. I think we have over 800 videos wow. now. Like. Yeah, That's it awesome. has multiplied. Wow. <laughs> so there's lots of series. We love you. We'll see you later. Have a great, great day. Here's Barrett to wrap everything up. You can definitely check us out here tomorrow at 1130. But if you just finished that broadcast and you're thinking, I need to have more word today. Great news. It's super easy to do so. You have so many videos available to you here on the What's Right YouTube channel or you can come join us tonight in person because tonight starts Kickstart 22 with Brother Tracy Harris. It's going to be so much fun, and we want you to come be a part of it as well. There's still plenty of time to register, so go to bclife.org slash KS and register. Let us know you're coming. And if you are a minister coming in from out of town, Make sure to let us know that as well, so that way we can get things situated for you. It's going to be great. We have child care available. So much fun. So be here tonight. You're not going to want to miss it. Still plenty of time to get here. We love you. Rest up for tonight. If you're coming to Kickstart, it's going to be wonderful. So make sure to be here. And if you can't get here tonight, hop online. Watch us online. Still be a part of the services. God is not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of faith. So if you can't physically get here tonight, still watch online and expect tonight is my night to receive from the Lord. No matter where you are, you can receive from him. We love you. We praise God for you being with us today. We're going to be back tomorrow at 1130 a.m. with Pastor Brian, Pastor Anthony Wade, and the rest of the Lunch Plus crew. We love you. See you later. Said 2022 will be a year lifelong dreams will come true. You're the healed of the Lord. You're the prosperous. You're the whole. You're the restored. You're the holy. You're the anointed. Long standing faith projects are about to get finished suddenly by unusual heart. Oh, it's cold. And you're coming up right now. You're coming up right now. You're coming up! 2022, the year dreams will come true. <laughs> Glory to God.